Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. At different phases in your journey of life, God will have specific messages for you. Now, truth endures to all generation. What's true yesterday is true today. It'll be true forever. Uh, but at particular times in life, there are certain messages that you need to hear. A good illustration of that is the letter of 2 Thessalonians. Now, you remember that the Apostle Paul had written one letter to them already. And the great message of that letter is Jesus is coming. Christ is coming again. Well, obviously, that message had gotten deeply in their spirit. They had accepted that truth. But sometimes we need additional understanding. Uh, we need a little more explanation of certain things. I remember Dr. Sells saying years ago that oftentimes truth is not found in the acceptance of one extreme or the other. It's found in the acceptance of both. Now, do you believe in the sovereignty of God or the free will of man? Yes. Now, do you believe in repentance or faith? Yes. It's not one or the other, it's both. When you come to 2 Thessalonians, you find a truth that seems to balance out the truth given to us in 1 Thessalonians. You see, he wrote the letter to the church at Thessalonica, the first letter, to say you need to be living with your eyes on eternity, living, thinking any moment you might see Jesus Christ. Well, the people there obviously took it to heart because they got very urgent about eternity. But there was a, a misunderstanding. There were people that took that letter and that teaching and they went beyond the teaching. Isn't that the great danger for all of us? To either fall short of the truth or to go beyond it to something that's biblically indefensible? The Apostle Paul had written to teach them that the coming of Christ was imminent. That means it could happen any moment. And friend, that hasn't changed. He still may come at any moment. But there were people teaching that the coming of Christ was immediate meaning that He was definitely coming today. And so if He's definitely coming today, let's quit our jobs and let's, let's give up our daily task and let's just sit around and wait. But that wasn't Paul's goal at all. That wasn't Christ's goal at all. No, when Jesus taught His disciples, occupy till I come, that didn't mean sit around and do nothing. That meant work, labor. And so the great theme of the second letter seems to to put some of that in perspective because the great theme of 2 Thessalonians is keep watching and working. Are we to watch? Oh yes, we're to watch. But while we watch, we must also work. The coming of Christ is not a cause for idleness. It should be a motive for service. So while you're looking to the sky, keep on laboring. Keep on serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And the great verse that seems to open this truth to us in 2 Thessalonians is 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 5. The Bible says, And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. What a beautiful verse. Let me just read that again. Uh, hear this with your heart. May the Spirit of God put this in your spirit today. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. 
This waiting is not impatience. This waiting is not idleness. This waiting is the patient waiting for Christ. In other words, I'm going this day to do everything God has given me to do as if it may be my last day on earth or as if God may give me another day to serve Him. And either way, the choice is up to Him and either day, either way, it will be fine. And the Apostle Paul, I'm thinking now of his words in another place when he said, to depart and be with Christ is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. There are days we want to check out of here, don't we? I'm afraid sometimes we're more interested in our disappearing than we are His appearing. But we ought to be saying, Lord, whatever you choose for today, whether it is to be present or to be absent, I want to be found doing exactly what you've given me to do. They asked Martin Luther, they said, if you knew Jesus were coming tomorrow, what would you do today? His answer seemed strange. It almost seemed unspiritual. He said, I would still plant my apple tree. And they questioned him and they pressed him and they said, why on earth would you plant an apple tree today if you knew Jesus were coming tomorrow? And Martin Luther said, because as far as I know, I've done everything he's given me to do. And I believe he'd be most pleased if I went about my daily tasks just exactly as he has assigned them to me. I love that truth. And so I want to say to you today, live with the thought of the imminent return of Jesus Christ, but let that be a motive for service. Let that be the lens through which you view people and your tasks today and do them with more heart and more earnestness because you're doing it as unto the Lord, knowing any moment you may see Jesus Christ and give an account of your task this day. Now the, the letter to the church at Thessalonica in the second letter is a, is a beautiful progression. In chapter 1, his return brings comfort. He talks about the present rest, that Christ is with us, and then a promised rest that soon we'll be with Him. And that's one great benefit of the message of Christ's imminent return is there's comfort in it. Uh, this is a hateful world. This is a world of trouble and strife. But I'm resting today. I'm resting to know I'm in God's hand and soon I'm going to be in His presence. There's great comfort in that truth. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together with these words. And then in chapter 2, His return also brings caution. Paul warns them not to be deceived. He talks about the day of Christ, the great falling away that will come, the appearing of the Antichrist. And uh, he says to them, do not be led astray. In this age, we need discernment. Oh, my friend, can you think of anything we need any more today than we need God-given discernment in this era, this generation? Some people say, well, I, I wish I could have lived at a different generation. I believe we're living at the most exciting time in history. We're living on the edge of eternity. Some generation is going to be on the welcoming committee for the Son of God. This may be our generation. And if it is, then we ought to be very cautious to say we want to be true to God and to His message and not be led away by a spirit of error anywhere. I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Christ. But the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in this world leading people into great falsehood and great error. And so the soon return of Christ first brings comfort, then it brings caution, and then in chapter 3 it brings commands. The word command actually appears four different times in this brief chapter, the closing chapter the, to the church at Thessalonica. In light of His coming, we should keep His commands. We should obey Him. In other words, the coming of Christ is not something that we say, well, that makes me feel better. No, it should be the great motivator that says, by the grace of God today, I want to do everything God has given me to do. 
I want to fulfill all the good pleasure of His will. Thy will be done. Friend, if I knew I was going to meet Jesus before midnight tonight, I'd want to know today that I'd done the very thing God had given me to do. Uh, they asked John Wesley, they said, Mr. Wesley, if you knew that you were about to die, how would you, how would you order your day today and tomorrow? And John Wesley went right through his normal agenda. He talked about his travels and his speaking engagement, his meeting with his preachers, right on through uh, all the things that he had planned. And they said, you wouldn't change anything? And Wesley said, as far as I know, I'm doing exactly what God has given me to do. Oh, what a testimony. What confidence that is. So may I ask you a personal question today? Not do you believe Jesus is coming. We all say we believe He's coming. But how has it affected your life? Is there anything God has told you to do that you've not yet done? Then do that. If that's what matters most at the end, then that's what matters most today. Live today in light of eternity. And if you'll do that, you're going to be happy when you see the Lord Jesus Christ coming in the clouds. I think we're all going to say, Oh, I wish I'd done more for the Lord. The hymn writer said, I wish I'd given Him more. I believe that. But I do want this day, by the grace of God, to give my all to Jesus Christ. And I want to challenge you to do the very same thing. Let's live today like Jesus is coming tonight and tomorrow we shall be with Him in the eternal day. Let's keep watching and let's keep working as we watch. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.